Just kidding. Midnight Eastern here in Westwood, New Jersey. Ready to record a really big podcast. Never done it. Sunday night after the NFL games. Got some college to talk to you about. Huge Met trade going down. College football playoff set. Agree? Disagree? What do we think? Let's get right into it, baby. Football gods blessed us this weekend, and we have an absolutely fully loaded episode for you guys. If you're like one of those vegan people who don't like football, you may as well just skip this episode. Yeah, go eat some grass. Go eat some grass. Go have your kale. Go have your tofu burgers. Mm -hmm. Because this is a football-filled, just Angus beef, great football. I really mean it when I say the football football gods blessed us. They uh, really yeah. did. It was a good one. I, there was I, I'm not good gonna football you, I watched, on this weekend. I watched 12 hours of straight football. I did too. In Linfield, Massachusetts, on a couch. Did mm. not move at all. And what we wanted to talk about today is, I guess, what is the, what is the typical football food, football feast food? We're not talking about your Sunday family dinner. We're talking about more what's on the table in front of you on the couch yeah, at, that you devour as you take in. Not tailgating, not at a game, okay. but at home. Okay, okay, at home, at home, bundled up and maybe still in your underwear. Maybe you got the greasy T-shirt mm-hmm. on. Um, so what do we got here? I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down for you. I got two. I got two. Okay, two things here. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the the year out essentials. These you can have at any time. You can have them from the first game of the season to the Super Bowl. Okay, it don't matter. All right. Pigs in a blanket. Little underrated. Love Little pigs underrated. in a blanket. Chicken fingers. Oh, love chicken love fingers. Chicken fingers. And I know this one's near and dear to your heart. The wings. The wings. The, the wings, wings are my number one. Okay. Ranch Acceptable. or blue cheese? Uh, ranch. I can do either, but ranch is definitely my prefer- prefer- ranch, preference. Ranch is the way to go. It's okay. the way to go with anything. Put it on anything. I'm also a fan of pizza. I Toppings. wasn't thinking chicken tenders. Toppings. But then you brought it up and I was like, let's go. Yeah, like, chicken tenders are a good one. That's a very good one. What are the toppings? The toppings... You got to go pepperoni. Okay. Or you go uh, buffalo chicken ranch. I'm not going to lie to you. I will eat pizza. I don't care what's on it. But if I'm ordering it, I go pepperoni and mushroom. So I'm going to... Not a mushroom fan over here. You know, mushrooms kind of like... It just absorbs the flavor and just enhances it. It gives you a little more of a a little taste, a little flavor. I'm going to let you guys in on something, okay? You know, I used to be fat. I'm still pretty fat. So my routine... Uh, when Billy Ray was a, a Blacksburg resident is there was a place called PK's. Okay. And for P I would order, this was my Sunday routine every time I'd mm-hmm. get my famous <clears throat> Belk bowl recliner. Right. I'd have, yeah, that I'd have my phone in the cup holder. I would have a huge double gulp from Seven Eleven cup filled with water and no, lemon. No top. Like there no was, top. There was no, nothing. Yeah. No top. No lid. And then I would order from PK's. A large pepperoni and mushroom pizza, eight cups of ranch, because you know you got to douse it with ranch because Virginia pizza ain't like New Jersey pizza. Oh, I was just about to violate yeah, I know, you. I know. P- ranch belongs on pizza no matter where you are. Completely disagree. You're if wrong. you're in Bergen County you're or, wrong. or Manhattan, you're wrong. Okay, that's fine. You're wrong. That's fine. Sorry, you, buddy. You I love feel, you. You can but... feel that passionately about something that is incorrect. But anyway, I'd order a large pizza, uncapped double gulp, water with lemon. 
And I'd also order a tray of, they had these boneless chicken wings, but the way they did them is they'd take real chicken wings and shred them up. So they were like little shreds of chicken with ranch just doused on top of it. And I'd either go Buffalo or barbecue. And I'd eat that all, one sitting. By yourself. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nothing's better than the one time that we went out to eat. And at, this is this is when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Billy looks at the waiter for breakfast and he goes, yeah, let me get <laughs> let me get 12 eggs over easy. With the side, with the stack of pancakes on the side, she looked at him and she goes, "Are you serious?" I was about to violate her. I wanted to, th- I wanted to, th- I wanted to be like, "No, yeah, I'm serious. Are you, are you serious with oh the service right now? What are you doing?" That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I know my Waffle House order was always twelve. It was always uh, eight to twelve eggs. It's insane. Big boy got to eat. Yeah. Big boy got to eat. Dude, I but seriously, I woke up on Saturday morning and at first I was like, "What am I gonna do today?" I was like, "Oh wait." championship weekends here <laughs> i'm gonna park my ass right there on the couch yep and i'm gonna enjoy some foosball cracked into a little cabernet little cabernet did you i did oh beverage we did the food what's the beverage what's the beverage of choice i uh, see i'm a i'm a beer or water guy beer water the water's gotta have lemon yeah it's gotta have ice yeah you know i'm a big ice chewer we've been we've been through that on this pod before mm-hmm. um so yeah beer cabernet i do like me a cabernet and the only thing i was gonna say before uh i was saying seasonal uh, in the beginning, before snow hits the ground, I do like having some burgers and dogs. Maybe a steak. I know that's a tailgate thing, but sometimes you could just run outside. You can have a robe. burger or a dog. Yeah, yeah, you can run out in your yeah. robe, throw it on the throw it on the McGriddle, and just fry that John up right there. You know, a little sauerkraut, mm-hmm. a little relish, a little mustard. That's disgusting. What do you put on your hot dogs? Uh, ketchup and mustard. No, nah, no nah, sauerkraut, nah. no sauerkraut, relish, none of that. Relish, man. None of that gross stuff. Sauerkraut, relish, and um, mustard. But big news, huge on my side, huge over here. I finally started gambling. Okay, you put a ten dollar bet down tonight. Hey, I did, but I started. <laughs> I started. I started. To your credit, to yeah. your credit, you made, and I the, won. you made the account. I now, won. Tell them who you're with. Give it plug. Plug the plug the source. I am with Fanduel. I am with DraftKings. Okay. So we have a little we have a little uh, yes. a little battle there. Yes. What did you take? Um, I took the over on tonight's game, which did not disappoint. What a game did that not was between disappoint. the Chargers and the Steelers. Can you just let me know who told you to take the over on this game? Actually, if I do recall, you called me this morning asking about the spread, and I said, oh, you should take the over for this game. So, <laughs> myself. Okay. But I reminded you. I was nice enough to remind yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Oh, boy. Well, here what we go. What a game. What a game. But let's get into college football let's do it man what the the show that stole the weekend okay let's just let's just say what was our favorite conference game i'm gonna be honest with you they weren't incredibly competitive they weren't the the conference championships were not that competitive the most competitive game was fresno state boise state from beginning to end so you're not talking alabama georgia Texas, oh, Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma, eh, Memphis, eh. UCF, Memphis, UCF. I don't care. I'm so sick of hearing about UCF. But it was competitive. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm talking. About, okay, I guess I'm more so just upset with the fact that the late night games weren't very good. I don't know why they chose Ohio State and Northwestern to be the night game. Yeah, and well, and Clemson and Pitt. They were on at the same time. I was flipping channels yeah. back and forth. I was like, dude, what am I supposed? I to I went do to here? bed. You know what? I think the problem is. I think it was such a long day of watching football. I forgot that those games were all on the same day. I probably mm. that's why I thought it was bad teams, but I s- foot n- football. No, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I don't either. But like there were so many <laughs> naps mixed in and food. It just was a nonstop. I event. T- I did take a nice nap. Mm-hmm. Um, the end of the first half of the Texas Oklahoma game. Okay, it's a good time into for a little snoozer into halftime. Okay. Then my mom pulled the worst move of all time. What is this? So I'm on the couch napping. Nap. 
I'm, I'm like 10 minutes into my nap, mm-hmm. enjoying it. And my dog, when he sees another dog, goes crazy and he barks. <sighs> so our neighbor is outside walking our dog or their dog. And my mom walks outside to go talk to them, leaving the door open for my dog to see. Just bark the whole his time. Friend, the whole time. <laughs> oh, so I couldn't even enjoy my nap. Uh, this is about a 10 minute nap. Lasted <sighs> that long. That was it. Anyway, don't want to talk about this for a long time, but let's just, we have to mention it. Pac-12, it's cute that you're trying to be relevant and play on Friday. Mm. Utah, Washington, close game, <laughs> close game and score, not compelling. No, no. interesting storylines. <laughs> Browning comes in, everyone's talking about he's the pro, he's the he's the first round draft yeah, pick, it's... he's a Heisman hopeful. You flopped on your face, man. I'd like to watch Mike Leach. <laughs> you screwed it up. Pac-12. You really did screw it up. I want to watch Mike Leach. Pac-12, I don't know. I, the Pac-12 might have to go to, it might have to be the Power 4. Yeah, they're I'm not... getting sick of the pa- getting sick of the Pac-12. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. keep it after dark, man. Keep it after dark. <laughs> um, moving on, the early game on our uh, on our Saturday was Texas Oklahoma. Did not disappoint. Did not. Did not disappoint. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to come. I'm, I'm going to. I've thought about it since we've talked about it over on that couch during the Steeler game. This game may have sealed the Kyler Murray Heisman Trophy story. Yeah, he showed up mm-hmm. in a big game. Unlike uh, Tua, unlike Tua, I think I think that planted the seed, and Tua's bad game was the rain, that helped flower the mm. seed. But anyway, incredible performance. I mean, the throw by Kyler Murray over the shoulder to his tight end to take the lead. Um, kid's an athlete, man. Kid's an athlete. Kid can do it all. Um, so we'll have to see. We'll preview the uh, playoff coming up after we go over these uh, other games. Georgia, Alabama. Wow, what a game! Lot to talk about here. Jalen Hurts, man. What a guy. I was rooting for Georgia all game. Okay. Uh, I don't dislike Alabama. I just, I like to see. I like it would have been a huge shakeup in the It would have been a shakeup. I kind of wanted to see something different happen. I think if Alabama, Alabama lost this game, they still would have been in the playoff. Agreed. Agreed. But when Jalen Hurts straps up the helmet and goes into that huddle, mm-hmm. I immediately Pull for am Alabama. injecting Roll tide roll into my jugular. Mm. I am fully invested. <laughs> I want to see it. Give me more. He did not disappoint. Nope. He did not skip a beat. Nope. He was over there warming up. He had the he had the eye of the tiger. He mm-hmm. was not he was not phased at all. And I'll tell you, that's just why they're different. It is the next man up mentality. You don't you don't hear about it often with the linemen, but you see it with the wide receiving core. How all these guys graduate and just the new stud comes in, new stud comes in, new stud comes in. And speaking of new studs, Jalen Waddle might be the fastest human being I've ever seen in my life. His separation on that under route, as soon as he got caught the ball and took off, was insane. Yeah, but I want to say something about Jalen Hurts. Um, first of all, very happy for the young man. Un- unbelievably happy. I want I, I respect that he stayed at Alabama mm-hmm. and he waited for his moment, which yes. came. Yes. Um, and in the biggest moment for himself as well, as far as the revenge aspect, yep. something he's been waiting for for a very long time. But I do want to say this. Yes, Jalen Hurts stayed at Alabama. That was his choice. I do not condone anybody else um, bad-mouthing any other college student who's transferred okay. because of this. A lot of people are saying, notice how Jalen Hurts stayed where he was, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Some kids want to go where they have the best chance to start. Okay. And that's their choice. I agree. So just because it worked out for one kid doesn't mean it works out for all of them. 
I think it's a, I think this was a unique situation. My gripe is this. <clears throat> it's not a gripe, it's my opinion. Okay. I think, I think people look at this the wrong way. There's nothing worse, and you understand this, there's nothing, I can't imagine being uncomfortable at a school from a student right. standpoint. Yeah. If you are uncomfortable at a university, these are the four years where you're supposed to find yourself. These are the four years where you're supposed to get ready to be an adult. And if you're not happy or comfortable in that situation, by all means, I think you should leave. Yeah. I don't think you should yeah. stick it out. I will say, if you're comfortable there, okay, and you and you you play a crucial role in the team, backup quarterback is a crucial role in a football team. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't like the quit mentality. I just I, I don't. And I'm not saying Kelly Bryant's a quitter. I'm not. I'm I'm just saying the the scenario. It's kind of a case by case basis. And I think Jalen Hurts is su- he loved his university he loved his coaches and it's just an example of him saying i love this school i'm going to do what i got to do and he did it and he came through in the end five uh seven for nine 82 yards touchdown passing touchdown rushing the touchdown rushing ended up sealing the game mm-hmm. to attack of iloa though really the second kind of part of that story very uncharacteristic. 10 for 25, 164, one touchdown, two interceptions, a 15 QBR. And he just did not play well. He, well, he, I'll tell you what, though. He also was taking a beating. I mean, the Georgia defense Tua, was getting after Tua him. needs the. This is where Tua needs to grow as a quarterback. He needs to understand that. And the, what are the Brad Nessler? What's his he's name? He's saying he's doing too much. He is. He's trying to score a touchdown on every play. Sometimes you got to throw the ball away. Mm-hmm. Right, you got to take you take a sack. Take a sack. Live to see the next down. And please excuse my voice. I've been under the it's weather. It's late. It's late. But it's I've also late. been under the weather for the you past. Know, this week. is the two weeks in a row, and I'm telling you, if you get I get sick sitting next to you, I'm going to be really upset about well, it. I'm going to sneeze on you, cough would, on you. I would prefer if you didn't. <clears throat> um, I got to say, got to hand it to one guy though on the Georgia team. Two guys, DeAndre okay. Swift, incredible. Uh, his vision. I can't wait to level. watch him on Sundays. His vision is next level, and it's unbelievable how Georgia doesn't only have one premier back year in, year out. They have two. Mm-hmm. Every single year, they have two backs where you're like, wow, that guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's every year. So it was Sony Michelle and, um, why is the name fleeting? Holyfield. Nick Chubb, no, Nick Chubb and uh, Sony Michelle last year. Oh, oh last year. This last year, year, you have Holyfield and Swift. And Jake Fromm, unbelievable accuracy, yep. unbelievable. Pu- he is, he looked like Matt Stafford. He's who. That's who it reminded me of. Really, just incredible accuracy, standing in the pocket, his command. Um, you know, they kind of were doing the Justin Fields thing, and to his credit, he stayed the course. He's been focused. He goes in every. Justin week. Fields will have his time. He will, but Jake Fromm's special. He is Jake Fromm's special. From a prospect standpoint, Fromm over Tua. Okay, right now Tua's still, but bro, Tua's still a sophomore. I know that he's got a lot I'm of growing. I don't to do. think Tua. We'll have that great of a pro career. We'll see. We'll see. I will say though, if he was a, if he was eligible, I think he's a top five, top ten pick. Tua, based upon his numbers, this was a poor game for him. I don't him. think so. This was a poor game for him, but we'll see how it shakes out. Um, moving on, I got to tip my cap to Northwestern. They battled down twenty four seven at halftime, came back, but I knew Pat Fitzgerald would have his guys ready to go. Pat Fitzgerald is an excellent coach. Um, he's got guys <clears throat> that play very hard. Um, but at the end of the day, Ohio State's athletes and Dwayne Haskins, who the I'm best tell- quarterback in the country. I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know if he, may, yeah, probably. <laughs> wow. He, he threw for 500 yards. It was pretty impressive. Dwayne Haskins is the best quarterback. If in he this comes country. back next year, he's got Heisman Trophy written all over him. He has Heisman Trophy written all over him right now. If it wasn't for Kyler, I think. Yeah, so, I think it's between him and Kyler. Forget Tua. I agree. I agree. So. 
unbelievable effort from Northwestern. Um, I think the unbelievable effort from Northwestern made the job of the uh, playoff committee a lot easier. Because if uh, Ohio State goes out there and rolls them like they did to Wisconsin a few years ago, you really have to consider putting Ohio State in. 100%. Next game, Clemson-Pitt. Nothing to talk about. Didn't watch any of it. Nothing to talk about. Um, Pitt, cool uniforms. That's about where it ends. Um, (laughs) Memphis and UCF, I got to say, I got to give credit where credit is due. Memphis came out. Up 24-7 in the first quarter, running the ball down their throats. I believe at one point they had 15 carries for like 200 yards and three touchdowns. Absolutely unbelievable. And to their credit, UCF, down a quarterback, battles their way back into the game. 21 points unanswered in the fourth quarter. Um, Just an incredible job. And something that you don't see ever, Will, is you lose the turnover battle 3-1. to but win the football game. Yeah. That is just rare. Um, outrushed, outgained, not outgained, just outrushed, but an incredible effort. And I got to say, they're not a playoff team, but if they win again, if they beat another SEC team, they have a matchup with LSU this year in the Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. Do you think they put themselves in a position for a playoff spot next year? That's two wins in a row against the I don't SEC think they will go undefeated next year, so no. Okay, okay. okay. All right, speaking of playoffs... Here's what we got. Here's what we got. The committee came out today. Today or yesterday? Came out today, this morning. This morning. Said we want Alabama. We want Clemson. No surprise. Notre Dame. And Oklahoma. Falling at number five, which is interesting, is Georgia. And number six is Ohio State. Willie, with Ohio at number, uh, with Georgia at number five, what does that tell you about Ohio State? So the way I look at this is Oklahoma F4, Georgia F5, tells me that Ohio State was not even in the conversation okay. for the four spot. Um, it tells me it was between Oklahoma and Georgia, and that, that could be for a few reasons. Uh, Oklahoma was ranked fifth and Ohio State uh, sixth. Right. Therefore, both won. Both won their conference. You're not going to jump one over the other. Right, right. So Oklahoma slides in there. Georgia's out because of their two losses. Right. I agree. I, I agree with you 100. percent And that's an, that's interesting that that's the way they went. And again, it uh, you know it's hard not to look back at the loss at Purdue by 29. It's hard not to look back at not necessarily a dominating performance against North uh, Northwestern. And now Oklahoma, after beating Texas, for those of you contemplating why they're in at four, besides the reasons I just mentioned, after this one against Texas, they have now defeated everybody on their schedule. They lost to Texas a few weeks ago. But they have avenged that loss with this W. And although they have an, a hor- an absolutely horrific defense, one of the worst I've ever seen, they have an historically elite offense. Here's what I'm going to do for you. And, I, and I'm going to – well, here's what we're going to do for you. I'm going to give you the best four teams in college football. The college football playoff says that their job is to get the four best teams in college football to play. And I think if everybody is honest with themselves – these are the four best teams in college, and this mm-hmm. is how I have them in order. Alabama and Clemson, they're locks. At one and two. Right, and you want to talk about Clemson's uh, strength of schedule? Fine, but look at the scores and the results of these games. Look at how they closed. They're a conference champion. Move to three, Georgia. Georgia, Alabama's by far the best team in the country. Georgia played Alabama better than anyone has two years in a row. Two years in a row, not Clemson. Two years in a row, Georgia has been the toughest test for Alabama, and they proved it again on Saturday. And at number four, I'm, I, people are going to hate it, 
I got Ohio State. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, they I to, hate it because I hate Urban Meyer. But right. I think you're 100% right. What they did to Michigan at home, Michigan had all the hype in the world, had all the had all everyone behind <clears> them. <throat> Everybody's pushing Michigan, Michigan's defense, Michigan this, Michigan that, and they crush Michigan, destroy Michigan. You can't tell me behind Dwayne Haskins, who's playing better than arguably anybody else in the country. I think he's the best quarterback in the country. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Urban Meyer, scumbag, great coach. Great coach, one of the best coaches in the country. So I have, I ha those to me are the four best teams in college football, bar none. If I were voting, if I had to vote, I'm going Bama, Clemson, Georgia, and out of respect for Oklahoma and what they've done in avenging that loss, I'd throw them in at number four. Mm. Willie, you have made an argument that I couldn't agree with more uh, for if you want to keep Notre Dame in the playoff. And just to preface this, I would say the reason that I have a problem with Notre Dame is the lack of a conference championship bugs me. The lack of com even, well. even competing on that weekend bugs me. The schedule, you went undefeated. Who did you play? Stanford turned out to not be a good team. Virginia Tech turned out to not be a good team. And then you can point and say, well, we didn't know that when we were scheduling the games. Well, you know what you did know? You weren't going to compete for a conference title. You weren't going to play this week where every other team is competing in a, in a tough game against a tough opponent with one more win or loss on their schedule. And that's the problem. I think college football needs Notre Dame to be in a conference. Will, what would you do here? I would have moved them to four. I agree, I agree with you at the conference more. championship, by the mm -hmm. way. I think they need to. I think it's time. Because this, this becomes unfair now. Yes. It becomes unfair for the, for the selection Yes. You know, not even from a playing aspect, but for the selection. They need to play in a conference championship. That needs to be decided from that. But I would push them back to four for not playing and to force them to join. There would be no question. It would be a way of not disrespecting. No, And I hate using the word disrespecting because you're just keeping it real. But it'd be a way of not disrespecting the, the effort of that season, but sending a clear message like, hey, it, it, it is affecting your resume mm -hmm. that you are not playing to a conference. By title. no means are we saying Notre Dame is a bad football team. No way. We're just saying something needs to be done about this. Notre Dame lacks that game that you can hang your hat on. You can run up and down these teams. Alabama can hang their hat on the fact that they beat Georgia, on the fact that they trumped LSU. Clemson can hang their hat on the Texas A&M. Have a problem with that? Fine, whatever. That's a good game to hang your hat on. Yeah. Georgia can hang their hat on the fact that they played Alabama better than anyone has in the last two years, two years in a row. Ohio State can hang their hat on the fact that they crushed Michigan. But then they Notre lost... Right, by but I'm saying Purdue. you have that. You right, you have something. On. Okay, who's Notre Dame hanging their hat on? Yeah, you struggle with Northwestern. You struggled with Vanderbilt. You were up six on Virginia Tech at halftime. Mm -hmm. So that's my problem. And I guess the last comparison I can draw is Ohio State and Notre Dame have two teams that they both played. Will Notre Dame played Northwestern one by ten. Ohio State played them one by twenty one. Notre Dame played Michigan one by seven. Ohio State played them one by twenty-three. And I think Notre Dame fans, I'm talking to you. If you're honest with yourself, do you truly believe, head to head, you can beat Georgia, you can beat Ohio State? I have a problem believing that. And then Clemson fans, Alabama fans, if you're honest with yourself, you would want to see Notre Dame over Georgia. Or Ohio State. Out of Absolutely. those three, you want to see Notre Dame. 
and it's not a question. That's that's my argument, and I don't want to sound like a hater. Oh, let me get this out before. You made the case for Oklahoma. Here's my case against Oklahoma. Okay. I'm going to zig to your zag here. 21-28 versus Army, and look, I get it. The triple option is tough, especially when you're an offense that has to have the ball, that has to that has quick scores. Army just runs up and down the field. But if you go athlete for athlete, it's not close. You're playing at home. You have a significant athletic advantage. But they're also terrible defensively. I agree. Going up against an offense, that's very hard to stop. Agreed. Agreed. I'm just saying it doesn't help. It doesn't help. Okay. And then if you combine all of the points given up by Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame, they gave up 585 points this year. You take Oklahoma's total, they gave up 421 points this year. Only 164 points separating three teams from one. The defense is a serious problem. I hope they prove me wrong. I would love to see them put up historic numbers. I just don't see them. I think if Alabama gets one or two stops against Oklahoma, mm-hmm. they win by one or two scores because Oklahoma is not stopping them. Here's my thing with that, though. You see 421 points. I see a team that just went 12-1. and one. wonder how many points they scored. That's But are they scoring those type of points against Alabama? Are they scoring those type of points against Clemson's front seven? Who knows? That, that's, a, that, that's why we're playing. This could be a 40. They could put up 40. I, they I did hope, last year. I hope they do. I'm just saying, when I look at this, I think we're going for Alabama and Clemson. I think those first two games are going to be uncompelling. Mm. And the last thing we'll talk about, the four-team playoff before we get into something else. It bothers me that these games are so late. It bothers me that they have a month to prepare for the first round and a week to prepare for the second. Why not put the first round in the middle of the bowl games yeah. and play the second round? It 100% should be how it is. There's no reason you should have less time to prepare for the national championship than you do for the semifinal. I just thought of something. Please, please, please tell me. Please. So, we've been talking about 18 playoff. Okay. And you said, oh, eight's too much. You're right. You're right. Eight, eight is a little too much. Right. And I was like, six. But then, oh, how can you do six? Let's do seven teams. Number one gets a bye. I, li- I like that better than eight. I like that better than eight. Alabama would get a bye and let the, uh, let the other six play each other. Okay. And then you're down to four. I actually like that. I like that. I Whatever like that the a math lot. is right there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get what you're yeah. saying. The only problem I have with the 18 playoff is this year it actually would have worked out pretty well because Michigan and UCF top out, uh, bottom out, and those are two solid teams. Right. The problem that I have is two weeks ago we're having a conversation on whether Kentucky with three losses or Penn State with three losses or Northwestern with three losses is in the final. And I don't want to come to a situation where we have a two where we where we are routinely letting in two lost teams, and sometimes letting in three lost teams for the opportunity to win a college football championship. Mm. With football, I don't want to go to a March Madness style. I don't like the fact because anything can happen in a football game, and it's not me saying I don't want to see an upset because I don't mind an upset. But what I don't like to see is a team like Alabama or Clemson who is clearly the better team. You got a guy like Tua Tagovailoa. He's playing two ex- two or three extra games can completely change your season. I want to see the teams that I know have a potential to be the best team in the country with no with no asterisks. That's the good thing about the 14 playoff. Yes. Is that it shows you the it brings you the elite. Yes. You know the ones that you're going to fight to win. Yep. Um or that should win. But I'm just saying if we want to expand it, I think 17 is the way to go. I agree. I, I like that a lot, and that you just you just came up with that. Um, quickly, uh, again, UCF. It's a shame. It's a compelling story. I gotta say though, 
if there was a PR team playoff, they'd be in it. Their yeah. tweets are awesome. They're they're. Uh, but they're at funny. the end of the day, you're you're in a tough one, neck and neck with Memphis. You can't be yeah. having that without your quarterback, and then arguing you should be in the playoffs. It doesn't work like play that. a harder out of conference schedule too. I mean, it comes down to that. I mean, yeah, you know, UNC. I know these games. The problem with the the problem with the out of conference schedules is, and and this comes into two points. These games are scheduled four years in advance. Like, you don't schedule these the year before. When Alabama right. scheduled Louisville, Coach Strong was there. Teddy Bridgewater was there. They were winning the Sugar Bowl. So there was no way to predict that they would just downfall like this. And I got to say, the people saying that Alabama does not play a hard schedule. I'm going to keep it funky Get out of here. Alabama's had the hardest schedule in college football, in my opinion. In my opinion, the hardest schedule in college football. Have they lacked an out-of-conference challenge? Yes. The SEC is the best conference in the in the in the in the world. They shut out Mississippi State, who's a ranked team. Beat Texas A&M. Beat LSU on the road. Shut out LSU on the road, by the way. Beat Georgia. And every team they beat, it's oh well, they weren't good. Stop. Yeah. Please stop. The SEC bias or the SEC non-bias in the Alabama hating is getting out of control. Mm-hmm. You have the best team in the country. If you don't like it, just say you don't like it. Don't make up facts that are that are blatantly incorrect. That's all I got to say about that. I agree with you, and I've I've never understood how people can complain about that when they're playing the SEC. Just to wrap up college football playoffs, I look, do I 100% agree with the selection for the Final Four? No, but do I think this is what the committee had, had to, to do? do? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I, therefore, I will have I will say they got it right. Let's say it th- I won't say they got it right. I'd say they, they took did the, what they, they had took to. the path of least resistance. Yes. Yes. I think that's the best way to sum it up. And honestly, I I'm, I'm okay been, with it. I'm I've been wanting it. to see an Oklahoma Alabama matchup forever. So, I'm very excited about this. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be pretty. Um, but I hope I'm, I I really honest to God I hope I'm proven wrong. I do. Yeah. I do. Um Let's go. You want to talk a little NFL? Let's do it. We just our corneas just in just watched maybe one, one of the weirdest finishes in a regular season NFL game. Three offsides penalties in a row. First of which, he missed the game. The game winning field goal. Um, yeah. So, just any quick thoughts on this game here? Uh, Philip Rivers is having an incredible year this year. Um. Incredible year for him. The Chargers do not sleep on them. No. Huge comeback. Came back from Huge comeback. Down. Huge comeback. Do not sleep on the San Diego. Oh, San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers. They are for Diego. real. I know. Me too. Yeah. Um, But what I'm taking away from this is that Pittsburgh is only one game ahead in their division ahead of Baltimore. Do you trust Lamar Jackson, though? He's, I don't he know, got man. hurt today. When you have a, when you have a team that's... That's following a guy and He's brings respond- that new energy, like we said last week. They're responding to him. That's a hard team to stop. And they're, yeah, Lamar Jackson's got their energy going, but this defense is performing. I gotta tell, I gotta say one thing. A lot of people aren't uh, noticing this. The Ravens still haven't made the move to officially put Lamar as a starter. Mm. You saw what they did today. They sneakily put Joe yeah. Flacco as inactive, inactive, so they didn't technically. Uh, give the job to Lamar. It's going to be interesting to see however that pans out, but I think if Joe Flacco steps foot in a football field without Lamar Jackson being hurt, Baltimore will not be a very good place to be in. So, But the headline of today is the Packers lose to Arizona and Mike McCarthy is fired. After 12 seasons with Green Bay, a lot of people, it's not shocking, but a lot of people when they say they're shocked, 
mean that they're shocked by the timing. They thought that it would have lasted to the end of the season. Here's my thing, Bill. Okay. I don't think Mike McCarthy is the problem. I, I think more. I think he I think um the organi- organization putting talent around Aaron Rodgers is the problem. But Aaron Rodgers Take it a step further. Aaron Rodgers I he's not coachable. No, just say it. Aaron Rodgers is an L square loser. He's a jerk. I think he's a jerk. jerk. No, he is a jerk. I think he's a jerk, dude. Aaron Rodgers is a jerk. I'm not going to say that. I don't know him personally. But I do know that he's not not, uh, coachable. And if you think that you're just going to hire some young offensive guru to come in and take it over and Aaron Rodgers is just going to hand him his career, you're wrong. It's not that easy. This roster is not that talented to begin with. Mm -hmm. I just think... I, I couldn't agree more. I th- I really think. Uh, I really think Aaron Rodgers is just a jerk. I I, I, I like <laughs> we had the whole goat conversation. We had the whole is he bet like Drew Brees. The Drew it, it happened so quick. Drew Brees is 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 the second best quarterback in the league. It's not a question. I just I, you you don't hear even Aaron Rodgers' teammates speak the way that. Ben Roethlisberger's teammates yeah, speak you know, about him, or Tom Brady's teammates or speak Drew. about him, or Drew, or even Eli or Philip. Any of any of those. I'm just saying, any of these franchise quarterbacks, you don't hear his teammates really going up right. to bat for him. It's kind of just like, let's go out there and try to win a game. And I got to give like you I credit. know I got 12 there. I got 12 there, so we're gonna win. <laughs> I got to give you credit. Oh, thank you. At the beginning of the season, there was a huge hype train on the Packers as the Super Bowl as the Super Bowl pick, and you said, you know what? Ne- save it. Save it's it. Not, it's save not for it. me. It's every year you guys come in here with this hoopla, and it ain't happening. Not happening. And you know what? It's been a disastrous season in Lambeau. But to be honest, there's no reason in the last couple years you should even think that the Packers are even comp- contending for a Super Bowl. If Mike McCarthy, so Mark McCarthy gets fired, he's going to find a job like that. Snap yeah. of the finger. He's a good coach. There's, uh, listen, if you, if you haven't known... He's a solid coach. I wonder what it's going to be like for him with a quarterback. Who listens? Who listens? Who who listens? Who doesn't stare through the shadows, uh, through the windows of the soul of anybody who dares puts Aaron Rodgers in the... If, like if a running back fumbles or a kick returner fumbles or a defensive guy gives up a big play, it, oh, the camera pans and to Aaron Rodgers and it's death stare. Here's something, too, that I truly believe. Okay. Green Bay is a young team right now. Yep. They are looking. They're going through a little bit of a rebuild, and Aaron Rodgers just signed there for four more years. But Aaron Rodgers, I personally think, doesn't like playing with younger guys. He doesn't want to have to explain himself. He doesn't want to have to explain what they have to do. He wants guys to just know. Yeah. And you don't. He doesn't want to go through that young player process. He he's kind of in a situation. You may jump me down my throat. He's kind of in the same situation LeBron's in right now. I don't think he gets along. With I was the singing guys that, but I didn't want to team. say it. I th- I don't think he gets along with the guys. The difference is LeBron's going to make those guys better. I don't think I've never thought of a player like I didn't look at Randall Cobb or I didn't look at uh, Jordan Nelson, and I'm like, yo, Aaron Rodgers. Whatever happened makes to Jordan Nelson, by exactly. the way, on the Raiders? Like, what, is the MIA? Well, it's the Raiders. It's a dark hole of of of, of depression. <laughs> sure, true. I've never looked at players and be like, yo, Aaron Rodgers makes them better. Aaron Rodgers makes plays. Aaron Rodgers wins. Right. But Tom Brady makes his guys better. You like uh, Peyton Manning makes his guys better. Drew, Drew Brees, Brees makes his guys better. I've never felt that way about Aaron Rodgers. I didn't think he was. He was electric with the belt thing, but it was never a team thing. It was an Aaron Rodgers right. thing. It was a he's a bad man, not it's a team thing. So 
he's always rubbed me that way. It's not me just piling on him. It's just it, that's how right. I've really no. always felt about him. I knew he was a bad, bad man. He's a gunslinger, but I never thought his team really was rallying right. around him. The team rallied around Clay Matthews and AJ Hawk, BJ Raji, yeah. those kind of guys, and. You know, I think uh, I think the true colors are really starting to shine here. It's going to be interesting to see how his career pans out. He's not young. He's not young. No, he's not. So, but he's got four more years in the contract. So, so there we go. Um, should have request, requested a trade. But anyway. Fun little segment coming up here, man. Yeah, here we go. We're calling this one better luck next time. The way this works is we're taking a couple players. You may know them. You may not know them. You definitely know them. Early round draft picks who just haven't worked out and we think it's time it's signed sealed delivered we think it's over the ship See is you sailed later. the ship is sailed go to canada figure it out willie who's number 1 on your list my friend i have the infamous kevin white kevin white what do you got about him drafted 7th overall in i believe 2015 mhm mhm out of west virginia was a stud stud expectations was a stud through the roof for this guy right in his career, he's only had 24 receptions, 263 yards, and no touchdowns. Deep threat, too. Who's a big dude, man? Who's a big dude? So, better luck next time, Kevin White. Better luck next time. Happy trails. Yep. My number one is Eric Flowers, who the New York football Giants fans are very familiar with. But I got mm. a fun stat for you. By the way, number nine overall pick in the 2015 draft, taken ahead of Todd Gurley. Yep. Eric Flowers was cut from the New York Football Giants and joined the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were a popular Super Bowl pick. Where are the Jaguars right now? They're floundering. Yeah. They're in a deep, dark place. One in six since acquiring Eric Flowers off of the waivers. Eric Flowers, better luck next time. Better luck next time. That's definitely, uh, what's his name, Cough, uh, Coughlin, just coming in here and saying, oh, I, I, Yeah, give him a chance. Uh, yeah. We'll take a flyer. Um, for me, this guy's already pretty much gone. So better luck in your next career, Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Three touchdowns, twelve interceptions in his career. That says enough. It does. It does. Countless. Given countless opportunities. Countless opportunities and countless uh, pick sixes. I agree. I agree. And uh, we're gonna stay in Jacksonville here. Blake Bortles. <laughs> I didn't know this until you told me. Third, third overall pick. The third. Overall pick. Benched for Cody Kessler this weekend. He's averaging 6.7 yards per attempt. 27th in the league. Blake Bortles. But he'll be taking happy trails because he got paid. Yeah. But it's over. Yeah. Get yourself a nice condo over by Central Florida. A possible happy trails. Oof. No, not so happy. No, not so screw happy. Screw you trails. Yeah, screw you trails. Um, Kareem Hunt. I don't know if you got to see the interview. You said you were going to watch it. I don't know if you got to it. I didn't. Um, I don't know. First of all, I don't know who told him to do this interview. He did not know how to answer the questions. I don't feel bad for him. He knows he's in the wrong. Do I believe everyone does deserves... Does he know he's in the wrong, or does he, does he just... Now that the spotlight's on it, he knows he's in the wrong. I still don't think he knows he's in the wrong. I think he's just saying he knows he's in the wrong. Look, here's where it, here's where it comes down to me. I don't like getting into the political stuff. I don't like talking about this stuff. But there are reports coming out that his friends 
are saying that the lady used racial slurs. The lady was uh, trying to have sexual encounters. Here's my thing. Of course, his friend's going to say that that was happening. But if she did it, she is also wrong. Correct. She is a scumbag. Does that constitute her getting hit? No. no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very, it's not like, oh, well, she did that. So, okay. No, no, it's not how it works. I got to say, if the reports are true that Kansas City was told not to pursue the video and pursue an investigation, shame on the NFL, good on the Chiefs for cutting him. From Adam Schefter and from the interview this morning when I watched, mm-hmm. I am under the, I am um, understanding. Led to believe. Led to believe. So the NFL try, never t- talked to Kareem Hunt. Okay. The Chiefs did. He he lied to them. Okay. He told them he never left the room. Okay. Um, the NFL never talked to Kareem Hunt. Shame. Bizarre. But they tried to talk to the girl multiple times. Could not get in, t- in touch with her. They also got a subpoena, supposedly, to uh, the, to get the video from the police department in the hotel and were denied. So, I don't know. It's all bizarre to me. I don't like any of this situation. See you later, Cream Hunt. Here's what it comes down to. Don't hit women. It's yeah. very simple. Just don't Unless hit women. Unless your life is in danger. If, if she has a gun or a knife pointed at you, it is different. If she called you a bad name, and I understand that, that if she did that, which his friend said she did, Scumbag. which it has me... Don't do it. Just don't. Be above it. <sighs> anyway, let's talk football. Yep, let's do let's it. Let's talk football. Let's talk about some dangerous wild card football teams that we see here. And I'm going to go with one that, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be honest, I almost wrote off as a coach is getting fired, season's over, it's a wrap. I'm going to tell you it's not the Houston Texans. I'm going with the Broncos. Ooh. Broncos are playing unbelievable defense. Unbelievable defense. Case Keenum is not having his best year, but is playing well enough to win football games. The last four games on their schedule are as follows. At San Francisco, home for the Browns, at the Raiders, and then at home, and then at home against the Chargers. And look, the Chargers at that point may have wrapped up a playoff spot, know where they're going, maybe they have their second string. And so they have an opportunity to finish, I think, at least with three out of four wins. So we'll see how that pans out. But the Broncos are my team that I think are the dangerous wild card. Okay. Um, for me, I mean, how could you not say this? Uh, the L.A. Chargers, right? Especially after tonight, nine and mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna go the. I'm not gonna go that way. I'm gonna go a little bit different. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Though. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me. First why. of all, the NFC South. I believe. I think it's the South with Saints and. Yes, Saints, Panthers. Yeah, Falcons. Saints taking full control of that division. The Panthers have fallen off, losing like four in a row or something now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, the the Bucks and the Falcons are out of it, right? So that division's gone. And the Seahawks they controlled the wild card, of course. Pete Carroll has the Seahawks team performing like none of us saw coming. Right. Russell Wilson performing, leading his team. This team is getting hot at the right time. I'm all about momentum. Very winnable games the next four. Vikings, 49ers, Chiefs, Cardinals. Two battles. 
But the, with the way they're playing, I could see them winning either one. There you go. I can see it. And you know what? A, lot, a thing that's not being talked about, and we're about to break down our top five quarterbacks across the NFL, but one that's really not getting a lot of credit is Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, he does an excellent job extending plays. He does an excellent job leading, again, leading that team. We were talking about Aaron Rodgers. He does an excellent job. The team rallies behind Russell Wilson. The team, And you already have a player's coach in um, in Pete Carroll. So, you know, you got, you got to tip your cap to this Seattle uh, organization that hasn't given up this year, and uh, they're doing a great job. The most talked about position any any um, sport is the quarterback position. Of course. Especially in the passing league now in the NFL. So, we're what, week 13, week 14 now, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the top five quarterbacks of this season in the NFL. So just just to let you users know here, listeners, this is not top quarterbacks, period. This is top quarterbacks of of this season. Correct. How do you want to do it? You want to go tick for tack? You want to go bottom to top? You want to go full list? What do you want to do? Go bottom to top. Back and forth? Yeah. Sure. Number five. Number five. I have a gentleman by the name of Philip Rivers. Mm. Philip is having an incredible year. I think very underrated is the fact that Antonio Gates came back, gave him that red zone, third down target. Is he the same Antonio Gates? No, but he's the guy that they have that chemistry. They've worked together for so long. He's available. And the team's just good. The team's just good. And, um, you know, they're rolling right now. It's This is probably his last... I think it's one of his last opportunities to make a deep run in the playoffs and really uh, add to his legacy, which is very lacking when it comes to postseason. So yes. he has an opportunity to do that this year. Phillip Rivers, number five. For me, number five, I went different. I'm probably going to catch a little heat on for it, but I did not want you, I did not want us to have the same list because I got a feeling that we're going to have the same list going forward. Okay. Number five, Deshaun Watson. Wow. I'm not talking stats. I'm talking from a typical. Wow. Uh, I mean, from a typical player hard out, player balls out, lead your team quarterback. Sophomore coming off an injury. Nine wins in a row, coming off an injury, making all the throws, connecting with all the receivers, spreading the ball out. It's got DeAndre Hopkins out there who can catch anything in his uh, in his area. But I love the way Deshaun Watson is playing right now. Question: Can I ask you, in all seriousness? Yeah. Do the Texans have what it takes to win a first round playoff matchup? Yeah. You think they can? Yeah. I got to I got to say, do they have what it takes? Yes. Will they? I don't know. They okay, may choke. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. That's what I was getting at right there. Number 4, Jared Goff. And I'm going to get into why I don't have him at 3 when I get to 3. You know what? I'll just give you both right now. I have Jared Goff at 4, and I have Andrew Luck at 3. <coughs> Here's why I got Andrew Luck at 3. I have them flip-flopped. Okay, can I tell you why I got Andrew Luck at 3? Yeah. Andrew Luck has 32 touchdowns, and I'm just crediting Andrew Luck, and it's not Goff's fault. I'm crediting Andrew Luck because does he have a solid offensive line? Yes. Andrew Luck does not have any weapons on offense. You look at Goff, I mean, he's got a potential MVP candidate in the backfield. He's got the most valuable person in the NFL on the sidelines pushing the buttons. Andrew Luck, I think he's doing more with less. That's why I awarded him with the number three spot. I like it. And it's tough to argue with that. And I don't want to argue with that because, honestly, I see what you're saying. Yep. But um, at the end of the day, Goff has his team at 10-1. and one. Yep. He's making all the throws. Clinched the playoff spot. Yeah. He already clinched the division. So yep. I'm I'm going with Goff. I, nope. like the way he, I like the way he slings it. Number two, Pat Mahomes. Ah, Incredible. me too. Me Incredible, too. dude. What he's doing is unprecedented. 
37 touchdowns. Um, he showed some grit this week against the Raiders. A lot of people are pushing the panic button because they were in a uh, a fight with the Raiders. But it's the NFL. You're going to be in a fight with teams. Right. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. He's still learning. Um, and again, he lost a very important pro- uh, component of the offense 48 yeah. hours ago. So um, I think he. Uh, you no, know, that sucks, man. Because they're both that you're talking a sophomore and a freshman, pretty much. Well, actually, both sophomores. I lied. Yeah. yeah. I was saying Mahomes. You forget is a, Mahomes yeah. is, a, is is a sophomore. But those two, they got. Three, four more years together, and I'm sure they would get extended. Yep. So, it's a yep. shame. He's still got Tyreek Hill, though, who's faster than uh, Air. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, who do you have at number one? I know who you have at number one, because I got him at number one, too. Drew Brees, baby. Drew Brees, in my opinion, absolute runaway for MVP. Something catastrophic. See, everybody's saying, oh, he took a step back in the MVP race because he had a bad game against the Cowboys. Get out of here. Dude, come on. Everyone's going to have a bad game. This guy went 4 for 10 at one point, but at the end of the day, he's completing 75% of his passes. And I'm not talking dink and dunk. I'm talking 20 yards downfield, pure accuracy. You're, the, you're being disrespectful. What? You're shorting, Eli Manning? No, you're shorting him 5 tenths of a completion percentage. Oh. 75.5%. If you round that up, that's 76%. That's 3% over the over the NFL record. So Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Uh, incredible. He's he, averaging he's averaging a C plus. And it's not even all him. It's not. But he's still performing like this. He has complete I think he's it's either <clears throat> touchdowns or completed passes to sixteen different receivers. Drew Brees is what makes this offense go. He's, he's what he's makes New Orleans go. Yeah. If he ran for if he ran for Senate, he'd win Senate in Louisiana. Very true. I gotta say one thing before we move on from this. I gotta tip my cap to Dak Prescott. Because hear me out. No, I, I think Jason Garrett, playing very well. I think Jason Garrett is inept. I think he's horrible. I do not think he's good. And I, I factor this in as well. Dak Prescott's a young quarterback. This at the beginning of the year he was struggling, but here's why I accredit it to. The lack of a number one receiver and when you lose a guy like Jason Witten, who has been the blue collar, always open on third down leader of the team, I think that's a big deal. I really do. It is. So for him to adjust and kind of weather the storm here, and now he's got an Amari Cooper, and they're on a roll. They're real. They they look Amari like Amari Cooper took this offense to, the to next a whole level. nother level, and it's a it's not even. A I'm question. telling you, you have three receivers. If you have the the solid number one and two, and you can have a good slot. Gallup's guy. a great two. Gallup is an excellent two. You also have uh, what's his name? Beasley. Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns. They have a so- everybody's playing the right role before yeah. they were really stretched. You just out. need once they find a tight end, I think they'll go to the next level. I agree. I, couldn't agree more, my friend. Couldn't agree more. So that's what we're looking at here. I got to tip my cap to him, and we got to tip our cap to Jason, uh, to the owner. What's his Jerry Jones? Yeah. Doesn't do a lot of things great, but this trade, <laughs> good. Seriously, very well done. Um, want to talk a little baseball? Let's get into baseball. Actually, let's get do our helmet sticker first. Helmet stickers, real quick. I don't do this often. I'm gonna reward a helmet sticker to someone in a losing effort. Oh, okay. We talked about UCF battling back. From the rushing <clears throat> attack of Memphis, Daryl freaking Henderson. What a game. 16 carries, 210 yards, three touchdowns, a long of 82 yards. This kid is a problem. This kid came to play. The junior from Batesville, Mississippi, hats off to you. Incredible game. I have another running back as well. I took Philip Lindsay, who I think should be in the discussion for Offensive Rookie of the Year. The kid is Completely absolutely balling out. He's undrafted. This game against Cincinnati does not have a good defense. He came in, did what he had to do, 19 attempts, 157 yards, 
a long of 65, 8.3 average, and two tutties. Can we, can we say this, too? It's really cool that he went to Colorado, grew up in Colorado, and now he's playing, he's playing in Denver. Denver. Yeah, really cool story there. So hats off to you, Philip <clears throat> Lindsay, a feel-good story on my fantasy team. This next topic is something I've been wanting to talk about ever since it happened. Mm-hmm. It's important. It's a big deal. It's a very big deal, big Mets fans. Deal. I'll tell you what. I am not necessarily an optimist when it comes to New York Mets stuff. I will say this. Brody Van Wagenen has given Queens and Mets fans a real reason to be excited. It looks like he's being, he well, it doesn't look like he is active. It looks like ownership is giving him a little longitudinity. And this deal, man, Willie, break it down why this is the right move. A lot of people have a problem with getting rid of Kalenisic and done. What's going on here? All right, so we got rid of Swarzak. Right. Right-handed pitcher. Jay Bruce. Yep. Thank God. Yep. Just the I fact that just we got, just the fact that we got rid of those two alone is worth like twenty million dollars. Yep. Um, just from a, a fan point of view, so we don't have to see them. You know, so we got rid of them, and then we got rid of Don uh, Kalesnik. I, 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 no one knows it. how to pronounce his name. If he got called up, we know it. Yeah. But, yeah. But anyway, but apparently he's the second coming of like Albert Pujols. Right. Or Everybody's Derek saying Pino. he's he's you know five tool guy. He's gonna be awesome. I don't know if he'll be in the league in for another three years. Can I tell you something though? That's a fact. What? If he came up with the, I read a tweet. If he stayed with the Mets, he'd be Ike Davis. Yep. If he leaves, he's gonna be Babe Ruth. Yeah. So or Mike Trout, ready whatever for it is. Him to be Babe Ruth. So, but either way, man, the Mets want to win now, and I'm excited. Which is shocking. Because every team in New York is going through a rebuild. I don't want to see another rebuild. I'm sick and tired of it. I want to win now, team. And Van Wagen, I think, wants to do that for us. Now, let me tell you this. Yeah, we gave up a prospect, but the guy's not going to be able to play for a few years. We got Robinson Cano, who hasn't showed any signs of slowing down, and even though he got suspended in his in uh, last year, 100 games or whatever, came back. 100 games or whatever. Batted over 300, 10 home runs, 50 RBIs. The guy's never hit below 270 in his entire career. He's still a good fielder. And then you get the best closer in baseball, who's 24, and you have control of both of these guys for another three to four years. And guess what? You got Robinson Cano's contract like halfway paid. We're paying him like five years, uh, $60 million. It's 12 a year. It's a big deal. And you know what's <clears throat> also awesome is is your is when you sign on ESPN or you open your you open your eyes after a good little sleep and you look and you look at the bleacher report updates and the Mets are linked to guys like Bryce Harper. They're linked to guys yeah. like JT Real Muto. They're talking about the possibility of going after Real Muto for either with with either Nimmo or Conforto. Um just to see them active and and, and it makes me to do happy. Something. Exactly. Exactly. It makes me very very do do I think they'll land Harper? No. I don't. I don't either. I'm be, I don't think we'll win. But it would be awesome. It's nice to be. It's giving us a little bit of hope. It's nice to even think about. And it's giving us options. And tell you what, man. Imagine an outfield. Now, look, there's a lot that has to happen for this. I mean, the biggest being Yoana Cespedes figuring it out. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't even think he can stand up right now. Uh, it, imagine an outfield of Cespedes, Conforto, and Harper. Yeah. Could you? That's, that's Red Sox-esque outfield. So... So a lot to be excited about, and let's not forget. I think we won this let's trade. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. We also got the best closer in baseball. Yeah, in this trade. That's what I said. So, um, <clears throat> you know, very intriguing, very fun, guys. If you haven't yet, t- 
turn on your Twitter notifications for all the guys that are tweeting baseball, Buster only. Get those Twitter, Twitter notifications on. There's a lot going on. I'll tell you, baseball does the offseason right. They, they do. do. The thing I like about uh, Vin Wagon is that he's an agent, and this is where he, his experience comes into play. He can talk money. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie to you, I wasn't huge on it because I was like, look, it's almost like insider trading when you got right. DeGrom, and you, but he knows how to talk money. He has relationships with these guys, and he's really making a splash early. We were talking with our buddy Shanley, who's a big Mets fan, and I, I, I actually admire his baseball mind. This guy's also the guy that got Robinson Cano at age 31, this huge, massive deal. Got Cespedes this deal. The guy knows how to get shit done. Yeah, and I didn't think this deal was gonna get done because it's been happening for a week, but it did. So good. Probably, yeah, this is good. Working we got some money now to do some stuff. I'm on the Van Wagon and Wagon. I am I'm too. In, I'm in on all aboard. Choo choo yeah, or, or uh, horse uh, neighing. Yeah, nay, nay. <laughs> yip yip. Yeah, there we go. something yip, like yip. that. Giddy up. Uh, well, this has been a midnight extravaganza. We're running on one o'clock in the morning. Will, is there anything else? Winners, losers. Got to do it. Winners, losers. I'm going to go with my loser off the top of the heezy. I got to go with Kirby Small. Well, Kareem Hunt, yeah. Kareem Hunt gets the automatic dunce cap. Um, But I'm going to go with Kirby Smart for that fourth down call. Fourth and 11. And then not only to run it, but to defend it the way he defended it in a post-game presser. Come on, man. Own up to it. It's a bad call. You cost your team a playoff spot. You're a loser. Live with it. Live with it. You're, you're a loser. loser. Not really, because you're playing. Really I'm going well. with Cream Hunt team. for what yeah. he did, obviously. Okay. Winner. I got a good winner, man. Okay, go ahead. LeGerald Vick. <laughs> what? LeGerald Vick. Is this a is this a descendant of the great Michael Vick? He's from Kansas, on? baby. College hoops. Okay. Oh, from Kansas. Avoided the upset. Okay. Against Stanford. They were down by three. He hits the game tying three to force overtime. Okay. And he finished with Kent's last 11 points to win the game. He went Kobe mode? Went Kobe mode. Wow, I can't believe I didn't know who that was. I just know him as Vic. I didn't know it was LeGarrette. LeGerald. LeGerald. Wow. Yeah, no, I didn't even. Okay. Well, 11 points in a row. That's that's That's, that's impressive. That's putting the team on your back, though. Yeah, put putting the team, team on your back, though. Winner, I'm <clears> sorry. <throat> Everybody gets on me for this. I got a shout out, Virginia Tech. Oh my dude! For the longest bowl streak in America, that's pick a rightful. Different, it's bro. a rightful winner to a longest no, bowl streak. No, no, dude. Pick you want to go with something else? Yeah. Want to go with something else? I'll go with the Cowboys. Thank the you. Cowboys had an opportunity to put up or shut up. They came through. They could have choked. Honestly, though, that's a bit. That's a big. That's a season-making win. It is. Um. So definitely tip my cap to the Cowboys. Looks like you won the trade. No, looks like you won the trade. Um, and they're off and running, and I'm happy for Zeke. I love, I love Dak. I, lo- I, I, I like it. I like it. Guys, it's one o'clock in the morning. I'm losing my voice. I'm under the weather, but it's been fun. We had to do this for you. There's been too much going on. Too much going on. Had to get it to you to Monday. If you're driving to work on a Monday, you're driving to work on a Tuesday, you're driving back to work on a Thursday. We hope you enjoyed spending this time with us. We hope you guys are getting ready for the holidays. Got some great stuff coming up. We got the bowl games coming up. We got playoff football right around the corner. College basketball is getting hot. NBA basketball is taking off. Got plenty to talk about. We appreciate you spending this hour with us. Have a fantastic week. God bless. We love you guys. Follow us on all social media at Hung Up Podcast. Have a blessed week. Podcast. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Get to work, baby.